Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lockie, and this week we played three hours of Hard Space Shipbreaker, a game in which you fly around space breaking down ships. We talk about pretty much that. We talked about a lot of guff at the start, about lavender. Well, what we talked about, yeah, the most important part is we talked about top ten fields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you'll quickly find out neither of us had a very good answer to. Uh, I had two excellent answers. You just had nothing uh, and well, started ripping me okay. off. Okay, hello, top ten. <laughs> you want my top ten fields? Not now. <laughs> Definitely not now. That's the last <laughs> thing I want. Pickies with puppy in a field. Oh, you, oh yeah, we went to the lavender field. That's just, <laughs> just outside Croydon. It's the big field of lavender. You know what? They um they love a bit of <laughs> lavender at the lavender field. They're really <laughs> making say, the yeah. most. <laughs> you say dogs do? <laughs> no, no. They um they really make the most out of the fact that at some point someone was like, we should plant a shit ton of lavender in a row. Um. Uh, it's uh, yeah. That's 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 what a business. What a business that is. It's just commercial lavender. Yeah, they have some. There's some a little bit of history on like, at some point, a couple hundred years ago, someone planted a bunch of lavender, and I'm assuming at some at that point there was probably more um, industrial uses for lavender or something. Um, uh, these days, <laughs> surely not. <laughs> These days, it's just... I can't imagine there has ever been practical uses for lavender. Well, I mean, put it in things, don't you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ingredient of sorts. Um, But, you know, these days, it's just... You just drive there and pay to get in and stand in the lavender and take a photo of yourself in the lavender. And they also... Their main, I imagine, probably their main hustle is the uh, the cafe that they have, which oh is just like every, it's just a regular cafe. But whenever they can, they've tried to include lavender in it. Jeez! Um, and I tell you what, lavender does to any dish it's in. I really like the taste of lavender, but fucking um, ruin it. <laughs> but I, but having lavender in everything I ate for lunch was probably a little <laughs> much. Yeah, what was the menu? Um, well, I got a lavender iced tea. Okay. Um, a, um, cheese toasty with lavender chutney. Oh, that is awful. Which I'm happy, I'm happy to report zero taste of lavender in the chutney. Thank heavens. Um, it did not su- survive the, the toasting experience. Um. Which is interesting, actually, because. Is it? I grew up, <laughs> right, yeah. in a yeah. household where we had, my mother had, a sort of muscle ache relief thing, which was just Mm -hmm. a sort of long, skinny pillow, almost like a giant frobe, 
uh, filled with lavender and you'd warm it up in the microwave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, microwave bag. Yeah, yeah. And then like put it on your achy muscles. I think the reason that I like lavender so much is um, it's just a nostalgic smell because like my grandma had loads of those microwavable (laughs) bags and they all smell like lavender and her house had like has like no heating so she would always give you a hot lavender bag mm. when you went to bed so for me it's just pure nostalgia cozy smell sure um and then my mum used to make lavender shortbread as well Ugh, gross <laughs> so i'm i'm quite uh, attuned to the taste and the smell of Fair. lavender yeah we actually had a lavender in our front garden growing up yeah yeah um you should have been charging people We didn't have, love it. We didn't have rows of it though. We had yeah. Maybe I think the amount is probably key. I'd say about a meter and a half of bushes long. Oh, it might be. It might not be enough for maybe Instagram. Two meters. No. And yet to drive there, petrol's expensive. <laughs> yeah. I actually rented a car. <laughs> oh my god, Louis. Yeah. Can you two and the dog fit in the uh, smart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yes, yeah, she, she sits in the. She sits in the. I guess technically would be the boot. Perfect. Which is also technically the engine. Yeah. <laughs> but we we rented a car because. Um, but it doesn't sound as bad as it sounds. <laughs> no. Um, no. Yeah. Um, but we rented a car because uh, her uh, Grace's cousin wanted to come. Okay. So we needed another seat. Weirdo. Imagine being like, let's all go to the lavender field. That's literally the conversation that we had. Yeah, yeah, Some people. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's quite nice. And then uh, the final food I got was a lavender and vanilla cupcake, which really pushed it over the edge for me, I must say. <laughs> I struggled to finish that cupcake. Well, fair enough. Sometimes that's the way it is. Absolutely. Did you go to any fields of varying degrees of plant life over the weekend? Uh, no. No? No, not at all. What's a good field? <laughs> I I love a bit of uh, I love a bit of rapeseed. I love that yellow. Yeah, Obsessed. nice when you're driving. I could absolutely spend a bit of time in a in a rapeseed field. Sure. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Um most fields, I think, are pretty good, but... Okay. You're just going general, yeah. Well, it's because I don't really have any favourite fields, I'm afraid. Well, you need, <laughs> you need, to, you need to make your top ten. Um, I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. Rapeseed's quite good. Oh, get That's out of here. That's one I am familiar with. It's true, come on, what other fields are there in England come that on, look like, good? Give me that. The original for... Gosh, sake! What do you mean? The tulip fields in the Netherlands. Yes, perfect. No, Beautiful. No way, shut. <laughs> the rice fields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are those fields. Anyway. Do you know that, that they're covered in water? Not because they need it, these rice fields, mm. but because other plants can't grow in it, but the rice can. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Apparently. 
So you have much to think about. Have you now? Have you had your your field satisfaction? <sighs> yeah, I guess that's our weekly field update. Nice. Should we do a game update? Um, I nearly said we uh, do. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I suppose we should video games eh mm-hmm. what are you gonna do um this week we played uh hard space <laughs> shipbreaker yeah yeah that's the one. in, in yeah. that order yeah those are the those are the nouns that they've good, stuck good, together good. yeah um. This is a game that you suggested to me, mm-hmm. and uh, do you want to you want to say anything about it? Sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, what is that? You know, actually, quite interestingly, I was looking it up, and it's developed by Relic, which um, are partly made up of people that originally made the um, Homeworld games. Okay, and. It started its life as a homeworld game. Interesting. Um, uh, and then, I think due to licensing and blah blah blah, it's now called Hard Space instead of Homeworld. Um, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So it is a it's a first person um, salvage simulator. Um, you are in space. And you are some kind of salvage contract person uh, taking apart old busted up ships um, and organizing it into its sort of raw materials. Um, You work for a evil corporation. Uh, The game has a very, very strong uh, like anti-capitalist narrative thing going on. There's a lot of union talk. Um, You... Uh, basically join up with this company that owns all of the salvage operations in the universe and um, uh, they basically saddle you with millions and millions of credits worth of debt and each day your work is just to uh, bring the debt down. Um, but you have a nice life at least. You get a bit of a life for your, for your, de- <laughs> for your debt. <laughs> Would you say? Uh Yeah. <laughs> It's a little repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you wake up, you live on site uh, on this in space, and you wake up, you um, and you get to work. You get to work floating around in, in zero-G, literally floating around in space, chucking bits of ships into these sort of furnaces that surround you. Um, uh, you the trick, the challenge, is kind of around basically trying not to die as it's dangerous and the rules and regulations are of course um poorly implemented uh and you're pushed to try to uh be as efficient as possible often risking your life um you sign up basically to have your body uh clonable or some shit like when you die you just get remade um and that they charge you for that of course um uh, which yes, it's nice that that's like built into the narrative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of core conceit of the video game. Yeah, it's. Um, what do you think? It's a fun game. It's mm-hmm. really. I mean, you said it, and I agree that when you start playing it, you feel like 
you're doing a job. Mm-hmm. You know, this game, I really... I'm not sure I can think of a time where I've been more immersed in feeling like the thing that it's um, setting me up to be. So in this game, I pretty much did kind of feel like, for a little bit, I actually was a spaceship salvager. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you just get into the swing of things. You actually just start thinking like, but it's slow. It's a slow game. It's a long game. Breaking down a ship takes a long time. It does. And, um, but you're just sort of left to it. So, I mean, there are sort of ways in which the game dictates how you break down these ships because there's things like there are certain connections that are um, meltable, which means that, for example, if you destroy these four little connectors that whole panel may just come off the ship. Mm -hmm. Um, So you sort of have that as a guide. But uh, other than that, you can sort of tackle it however you want. You just sort of look at your big ship for a bit and just think, okay, where should I start? I'll go from here, go from the underside, start picking out, cleaning this bit. Um, Then we can work to there. And then before you know it, you're sort of just sort of talking to yourself (laughs) <laughs> about like yeah, exactly. how you would figure out this sort of issue and uh you yeah, know that's right you're right it's like <laughs> there's there's the like the difference between uh myself playing this video game versus the real life counterpart of this fictional universe of someone doing it i think the conversations in your head that you have to yourself would be basically identical, mm-hmm. um, which is very satisfying. You just like naturally casually find yourself talking, not only like saying the sorts of things, but like similar tone of like, Oh, I guess I need to do this. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very much like a job. Uh, this game uh, feels so like a job. To, okay. So here we go. So the front needs to come off first and then I can get in. And if I can cut that out, I can probably get those things down there faster and up oh, the shifts almost up. I guess I should probably call it a day. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> uh, you just very naturally find yourself within that. Yeah. That kind of, um, I don't know that space. Um, it really gets you into it. Uh, and I really love, um, I really love games that like tap into that like gentle satisfaction of things. Um, uh, like Papers Please is one of my favorite games, and like it has a very very similar thing of like um, these actions, while relatively benign, like literally organizing sheets of paper onto your desk so you can see them all nicely. Um, doing that like as you start to repeat it more and more and it becomes more natural, it starts to like just kind of casually feed your brain. Um, uh, nothing's overwhelmingly satisfying. It's just like a consistent sort of motion. Um, and that's really fun. I really enjoy that. Yeah. It's, um, they do a good job of it. And, um, yeah, you, you feel like a shipbreaker in this game. Mm-hmm. It's. I think when a game leaves you to yourself to just sort of tackle a problem how you want to, um, it's generally a pretty good experience because there's yeah. not like a way to solve this thing. It's like, here's your issue. 
go solve it. And uh, we've talked about this before, but it's kind of almost like those puzzle games where there's not a correct answer. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was the one with blocks called? Uh, I don't know, man. The one where you everything's made up of little blocks and you have to race yeah. around the map. Race around the map, little blocks, race around the map. I don't know. You have to, like, <laughs> steal this and, like, break through the side of the house. Oh, uh, tear down. Yeah, tear down. It's, yeah, it's got almost <laughs> like a tear down vibe where it's, you just sort of... What a description, Lucky. <laughs> little blocks and you have to race around the map. Yeah. <laughs> that said something completely different no, to me. No, that was a perfect like, description. I was picturing, like, top-down, you have, like, these squares that you have to move around a space, and then once you line them up, you run around it. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, I meant tear-down, so... Yeah, we got there. Um, Yeah, yeah, similar vibes. I I would say, um... I would say hard space is a little bit more, like, prescriptive with, like... Because there are certain techniques that you need to learn and get into in order to, like, safely dismantle stuff. Yeah. Um, than something like Teardown, which is just a bit more like, oh, I'll just blow this up and see what happens. Um, um, it's it's like, it's got, yeah, it's an interesting blend of that. It um, makes me want to play Teardown. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it The other thing I think that's interesting around that is that it is not like a... I, w- I thought it would be a lot more... Um, in the vein of like a simulator game, um, like where you just go and you kind of whatever you want to do, you do the thing, and then and then you quit out whenever you're bored. Um, uh, it's got a much stronger narrative than I was expecting. Um, there are like voiced characters that come on the radio, talk to you. Um, as I said, kind of around this, uh, um, around you know all the capitalism stuff and eventually i don't know if that happens within the first three hours but this guy from uh higher up comes in and starts like bossing you guys around and they're trying to like bust the union that some of your team are like trying to build and that sort of thing um uh, and the voice acting is all like surprisingly good um serviceable stuff um it's not like super duper engaging but it's like it's it's a lot more than i was expecting from a game of this kind of vibe i was thinking a lot more on the lines of like like a game that's like car mechanic simulator yeah. sort of vibes of like literally go and do the thing. Um, but it's got a lot, it's a lot stronger tone and atmosphere than that. Which is, I mean, which I didn't really see much of, but I think is a good thing in yeah, a game like this where you may inevitably get bored of the gameplay. Yeah. The, the loop is, is definitely quite repetitive. Um, the ships just get bigger and bigger. Um, and basically things just take longer and longer to do. Uh, you get, a few different tools along the way. So your like main tools are you've got this kind of uh, grapple gun um, that lets you kind of from afar move objects um, in zero G, uh, and you've got a laser drill, and that can either shoot at like a pinpoint precision, or you can do these sort of big sweeping cuts. Um, that kind of re- it reminds me of like the dead space gun. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, you can like switch between horizontal uh, and uh, vertical uh, sort of slices, which let you make sort of yeah incisions within sort of aluminium or whatever. Um, and then you're sorting. Typically, you're sorting the the ship bits into 
stuff you chuck in a furnace, stuff you chuck in the processor, and stuff you chuck in the barge. And the barge is like this sort of big thing at the bottom below you that takes kind of larger electrical components like uh, computers and stuff. Yeah, things that can be recycled. Any sort of uh, container or light bulb or chair. Yeah. Um, and then the, the furnace is for just kind of like structural kind of almost worthless elements. And then the processor is for like more um, intricate structural elements typically. Um and then within that, there's, like, all these different types of hazards that you have to navigate. Like, you need to figure out the best way to um, uh, dislocate the engine before you take it off. Otherwise, things will explode. You need to learn the best way to cut a pipe so that other things don't blow up. Um, uh, you can very easily just kill yourself by, like, going too fast and smacking into a wall, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, or getting sucked into the incinerator. Yeah. They've all the all the different furnaces have their sort of gravitational pulls when you get too close, and they'll just suck you in. Um, yeah, it's 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 good fun. It's 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 um, it's a good one to relax to. Um, I have found. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It's it's uh, very chilled. Um, yeah, it's very it's very chilled. It's a good vibe. It's got this, like, um, I thought the intro video was really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, it's had this, like, music video intro. Um, and the whole tone of it has got this kind of, like, Americana country mechanic vibe, but in space. Yeah. Um, uh, which works very well. It does. Um, and so, like, the music, should you choose not to turn it off and put your own on, um, uh, is is all kind of that kind of vibe uh so it's like all like presentation wise it's all really really clean yeah it, it, it's a bit um space westerny this whole thing yeah and exactly. uh you just play the role of a mechanic or well salvage mechanic person and uh you know your higher up boss is someone who's been in the business for ever and is like hey partner <laughs> yeah I need you to look at this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, it plays really nice in space, I thought. Um, mm. Navigating space. Do you space. play with a controller or a mouse? Uh, mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um but I thought it played nice, you know, I mean, flying through space, so you can sort of uh, use directional arrows to push yourself around the air, you can use uh, Q and E to sort of rotate yourself clockwise or anti-clockwise to sort of navigate yourself in, navigate yourself in space, and um, if you start moving, you don't stop, so you can press control to stop, and I think it was maybe sort of the best space navigation. Yeah, it feels it feels good. You you yeah. So you've played. You've basically got some like little jets strapped to your body, so you can navigate around zero g. Um, and uh, one of the things, actually, I'm curious. Did you know that you can like uh, put your hand out to grab surfaces? Yeah. 
but I only <laughs> discovered that by accident. <laughs> yeah, same. It never tells you. So there's this. I, I only learned it because I was playing on a keyboard and mouse, and then at some point I swapped to controller just because I wanted to sit back. Um, uh, and I pressed all the buttons on the controller, and it's like, oh, I can put my hand out, so you can like brace if you're like going to a wall or whatever. Oh, super that, handy. that's what it's for. Um, or just like if you want, you can just kind of like. Um, sort of suction yourself around the inside of a ship if you're moving in quite a tight space you can like move through it which is quite satisfying okay um uh yeah so i th- i think it does have some really good movement stuff i rebinded some stuff um i moved the like uh the up and down jets onto my mouse um onto the extra buttons on my mouse which i found made it a little bit easier mm-hmm. um Instead of having to use my left hand for like literally everything, um, so I would recommend if someone's going to play it just to like have a muck about with the controls to see what feels comfortable. Because I think especially when you start moving around with all those different axes, uh, everyone will have a slightly different um, preferred way of doing that. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, it's not too fast. This whole game's at a pretty slow pace, so I think that helps. That in everything you're doing, there's normally not too much pressure to, like, rush it and get a get ahead of yeah. yourself. Yeah, you do have some, like, pressures. Um, so you have to manage your oxygen and your jet fuel, um, as well as there's a shift timer. So, like, which the shift timer isn't a big deal. Uh, it's really just, I think, a way to make sure the narrative moves on more than anything else at some point. Um uh, but basically you basically each shift you have a quota that you need to hit um but you don't really even need to <laughs> it's basically just like each day you fall asleep and you get charged a certain amount of money for existing within this company um and if you don't do enough work in the day you'll be losing money instead of paying off the debt but i never actually um i don't think i ever manage to lose money instead of just pay off more debt yeah um it's it's not like a big deal um you just so are slower yeah at paying you off can just debt. Ease, yeah totally um the thing i think i found so it does get quite repetitive i think maybe it doesn't have quite enough variation and you i do find that regardless of like how big a ship gets or um, how much new stuff they add. There are certain things that always have to be done in exactly the same way, and they can get a little bit tiring uh, after, like, I don't know, five, ten hours of play. Like, there are lots of little bits on the ship that go into the barge that uh, sometimes I just cannot be bothered to, like, pluck off. Um, like, they typically it's, like, covered in little lights, yeah, you can just pluck off with your with your grapple hook in like seconds, and then you just chuck them in the barge, and they're not really worth much. Um, but it's it's you sort of start getting into that like compulsive thing of like, well, if I don't do this, then it doesn't really make a big difference, but it does feel like it does, and I just feel like I need to do it. And yeah, it is a bit tedious. You know, you know, it'd be great though would be playing this game uh, together. I think you say this like every game I recommend now. <laughs> but as in like, if this was a co-op game. Oh, I see. Not like not watching me play. Not watching you play. 
this would be a terrible game to watch. I would hate to watch you play this game. Uh, but I would like to play this game together. Yeah. That's a nice just floating around space together, plucking bits off. Mm-hmm. Getting um, like, um, annoyed at each other. <laughs> just be like, why'd you, why'd you disconnect that? Yeah. Um, yeah, someone blows something up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so stuff like that. But I find also that you can actually, if you make the decision to be like, oh, I can't be bothered with these lights, typically it doesn't make a big difference. And like, if you're more interested in just getting things done fast, um, it's fine to just chuck everything into a furnace instead of sort of separa- separating everything up. Let it burn. Yeah, exactly. It does feel bad, though, when you let something burn that you shouldn't let burn. God, it does. damn it, Louis, I spent the whole time dismantling this ship, and I had one, two pieces left, and I was yeah. done in my head. This is what really made it feel like a job. And, like, <laughs> I just stopped concentrating for one second. I had two huge bits of metal, like, frames of the ship, that I just yeah. pumped into the wrong thing. Yeah. And then you're just like, Fuck! <laughs> so good for so long and then you just stop concentrating because you're nearly done and you chuck in a huge bit of the wrong thing into the wrong place yeah hey, it's, and then like yeah the i think the most satisfying bits are like just watching like the little parts of the ship like just separate um like when you like i don't know you've got all those like um little metal bits that you need to fuse off and then you finish them all and then just kind of the side of the ship just kind of pops off gently. Um, I don't know if you had to do much of the, um, you ever got to like the decoupling the engine parts. No. Um, um, but you like, basically as soon as you, you have to press a thing and then uh, basically a timer comes up where like it starts basically setting on fire. The fuel goes down the pipe and it starts to set on fire. And if you don't find the switch fast enough, it'll explode. Mm -hmm. Um, So you do that, you rush to the end and you pull the switch and then like you're surrounded in this very small sort of tunnel and of, of uh, metal. And then you press that and then it just kind of like the whole thing around you just kind of nicely space separates. Um, And it feels very good to just watch that stuff gently. Yeah. Careen into the furnace sure yeah, sounds nice mm-hmm. sounds like a good time mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's I everything much I covers it covers it for me too a little short one i mean this game is pretty much the same thing again and again so yeah the things that change you do get like a few different things changed like at some point um you you get given a ship for you to upgrade so you can like um, stash parts from the bits you're salvaging, salvaging to fix this other ship. Oh, that's cool! Um, like secretly stash. Yeah, you can either choose to like either obviously give it to the company and get some money from it, or you can just pocket it. Right, um, that is cool. Uh, I don't know where that goes. Um, if you get to use the ship, I can't imagine you do. Um, but you base it's basically just a menu that you just chuck these parts into. Um, and then you've got like all the upgrade stuff as well as yeah some new tools. At some point you get these like detonators that are pretty stress, um, etc. Cool. etc. Yeah, that sounds cool. Sounds pretty cool. Um, cool. cool. Wow. Oh, yes, hardship. Spacebreaker. 
Shitbreaker. Little Hot space. Heartbreaker. <laughs> Foxy. Dude, we have you... to... I'm going to make us play Wayne's World the game. Okay. Is that... Is are you telling me what we're playing next week? No, I don't think it exists. But... There's got to be like an NES Wayne's World game. <laughs> I've just found myself right. quoting it so much recently. There must be like one on the Super Nintendo uh, or something. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. Oh, Wayne's World game. SNES gameplay. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's absolutely awful. Wow. Do you play as Wayne? Let me tell you. Or, or, or the other one. Yeah. It's a side-scrolling shooter. Mm. And you shoot beams out of a guitar. Excellent. <laughs> it looks kind of good. <laughs> Maybe I should choose this. Oh, geez. We've never done a SNES game, have we? Yeah, it's not really our... Rimbit. Rimbit. No. Rimbit. Rimbit. You know what I would like to suggest is... Um... We have. We've done Super Metroid. Um, okay. But... And then we did... Didn't we do, like, the, <laughs> the Nintendo SNES collection or something? Oh, yeah, that sucked. Um... That was painful. <laughs> so we have played quite a few. Um... But not a... Like, a yeah, not, like, something as specific as Wayne's World. <laughs> Schwing... <laughs> I feel like I feel like you might have already exhausted the things to talk about in Wayne's World. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to know what we're playing? I would absolutely love to. Uh, you want any clues, or do you want to just hear it straight out? Uh, if you think I can guess it, I want. Clues. You can guess it. Uh, I think you could probably guess it in one with this clue. Okay. Uh, the game sort of revolves around an activity that we used to do together. We did a few different activities. Yep. It's guessable. <laughs> I'm not saying it's an easy guess. Okay, so let's run off the activities you and I used to do. When I say when you say used to, I'm assuming you're talking about school period of life. Yeah, or maybe. So... We used to attempt to make animations. We used to attempt to rollerblade and skateboard. We used to like to think that we could do parkour. We used to play video games together. We used to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those hit the hit the bell. Uh, which the, one do the, you think would hit the bell most? Well, the most video gamey ones here are the skateboarding or rollerblading or the parkour. Okay. Thoughts? Yeah. I like it. That's not a thought. You okay. Um any 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 which one which one should I focus on? Okay, which one do you think? It could be either. It could be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It could oh, be... Um, get out of here. When did we ever skate? All the time. No, we never skated. Like, we once. rollerbladed. Yeah, we rollerbladed a lot. There's, like, no good rollerblading games apart from Jet Set. Okay. Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Set Radio or Jet yeah, Set the other one? the radio. Okay. Cool. 
Let me play Jet Set Radio. Cool. Oh, maybe I'll play it on my uh, my stupid little thing. Oh, fun. That was on Dreamcast originally, right? I, I have so. no idea. I think my thing can run a Dreamcast game. I think I have it on Steam also, though. Yeah, one of us does. It's in the library. I don't know if it belongs to I've you or me. I've always wanted to play the second one. I've never played the second one. So maybe you should recommend the second one. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Cool. Um, Lucky. This podcast is a podcast about video games, and we put it up almost every week um, uh, on anywhere you're listening to. If you want to join our Discord or recommend a game, you can find the link in the description. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, uh, Ko-Fi, if you want to give us a little tip, um, that would be uh, an incredibly wonderful thing. Um, Is there anything else? No. I think you've wrapped it up. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Have a wonderful time. Um, keep it real. Mm-hmm. Catch you on the flip. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.